the Muscle Mind Podcast, optimizing your life one episode at a time. Do you want to know what being a personal trainer is like? Maybe you have a personal trainer and you want to know what their day-to-day life is like. Maybe you uh, are a personal trainer and you kind of want to get some tips on how to improve your business or improve your day-to-day schedule to make it a little bit easier. Or maybe you've thought about being a personal trainer. This episode, we, we, we cover so many really great aspects and topics about what it's like being a personal trainer and kind of give you a good insight on both sides of the spectrum. This episode is proudly presented by HomeFit Fitness Consulting. It's February, so these guys are running the two-for-one special couples. You guys get to work out together for the price of one. Visit HomeFitConsulting.com. Tell them that we sent you, and you get a little surprise. So go check them out and let us know what you think. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. I'm here uh, with the lovely... And sexy as always, Cody Robinson. How feeling, you doing, man? I'm good. I'm feeling it today. Yesterday, not so much, but I'm good. Yeah, that's a, I tell you. I'm just glad it's Friday and it's February 1st. It's a new month. Feels hey. like January had 85 days in it. Yeah, sun's to me. out. Sun's out finally. So. Yeah, that's true. It's not 20 degrees. Sun's sun's out. Guns out. Not quite warm enough for buns out, but it's. Hey, there's people out there still still putting them buns out. Man. That's true. It's all over. If the place. you're listening to us and you got your buns out, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're winning already. Uh, <laughs> Today we're gonna. Uh, so this episode is gonna be, uh, you know, kind of geared towards everyone in the health and fitness world. I guess you would say, especially more or less for personal trainers. And I think it might give a good insight to uh, our clients and the clients that we have with HomeFed and across the board. Uh, what it's like to actually be a personal trainer day in day out. What the schedules are like, the uh, the, the pros cons of it. The, the Goods and bads, I guess you could say. A lot of people now want to be a personal trainer. They want to help as many people as they can, and they want to create that business aspect. But I think a lot of times people uh, who first get into it, you know, they, they have some good fire about them at the start, and then they realize that, you know, this isn't just like your clocking in, clocking out type of job. Um, I've got several notes here, and I, well, I'm just going to go – through each little bullet point, no no particular order, and we're going to just kind of talk about the struggles and the, the solutions that we've kind of come across. But um, like I just said, running you know running your own business doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, you can have a personal training business, and it can be very profitable if it's done correctly. But it's literally a twenty four hour deal. It, it is. There's a lot more I think components that we're going to touch on that people don't really think about because you know a lot of times if it's a service or a product, it can kind of be on your time, right. kind of your schedule as the the service person or practitioner in, in health and fitness, especially personal training, is not that way. Um, and then on top of that, I think it really aligns with. There's a book called The E Myth by um, I think Gerber is last name. You may have I may have told you about it before. It changed my perspective on a lot of things when it comes to entrepreneurship. And because that's basically what if you are out on your own, you know, or even if you're doing personal training, like some on the side, some yeah. in the gym, some for another company or whatever, you do have to think like an entrepreneur and really be prepared for all the other stuff that goes with it. Oh and yeah. I think the entrepreneur, the E Myth, and I'll leave it this is. He really calls it the entrepreneurial seizure. It's like people get tired of working at a gym or whatever, and they're like, screw it, I'm going to do it on my own. Yep. We hear this more often than not in personal mm-hmm. training. I'm going to do it on my own, and um, 
you know, you get excited, you get your brand launch, you have new logos and all this stuff, and then the daily day, the day to day grind starts to hit you. Yeah. You start getting bogged down from the training, the business side for sure is what most people don't want to do. And so they revert back and so they, uh, it's kind of like, this is great. And they go back to just trying to be a practitioner and the business suffers. Right. And, and so there's so much more in that, that, that we're going to, we're going to cover. It's really all about balance too. Like you just said, a lot of people will, you know, work at a, you know, big, big gym for a little bit, which is, you know, I definitely highly recommend anyone that's getting into personal training to definitely, definitely, you know, get somewhere that's already established so you can kind of see how everything goes. But yeah. whenever they branch out, they realize that um, even like, oh, you know, I don't even have pens. You know, I don't have yeah. pads. I don't have... You don't have systems in place. Systems you don't have set up. I have nothing set up at all. I've been able to kind of just use someone else's systems to grow my business and kind of feed off my business. But now... You got to go through and you got to get on social media. You got to figure out how to get leads. You got to figure out all these different um, tactics that personal trainers for years have been have been using. Yeah. I mean, even with now, like learning about Facebook ads and how integral yeah, that's right. that can be. Yeah. And it took us, I mean, literally sitting down hours. Like yeah, and trial, and, trial and error, too. Yeah. That's yeah, why it helps if you if you know your niche and if your company as right. a whole it can be sometimes a little bit harder. But yeah, if you if you know your target age group or whatever, you can kind of hone it in. But yeah, it's, it's there's true. a lot and it's a noisy world. There's more and more people who are want to become trainers. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're leaving other jobs. Um, oh yeah, it's funnier to me to see people. I shouldn't say yeah, it's funny to me. I'm not gonna lie, it's my podcast. It's your podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funnier to me to see people leave like a corporate mm -hmm. job setting because they are some type of group fitness instructor and right. they're like, I love it and this is what I want to do for life. And they go from like making, uh, you know, a hundred thousand a year and then they're like, I knew a guy, I knew a guy who did that. <laughs> I know, I actually know, yeah, I know he, a couple he was, and this guy is a complete shit tart. I hate him, <laughs> you know, and, but he, he was making, a, according to him, he was making a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. At a corporate gig, and then you know he stepped out of that. I think it was something like the uh, uh, I don't know, like real estate or something like that. And he um, start, started training because he realized you can make a little bit of money doing it. And then after about six months, <laughs> you know he's like, oh, oh shit, yeah. you know, like this this is a he's living above his means at that point. That's right. And you got to continue to go, and which we'll we'll, we'll kind of segue in now to like daily schedules. Yeah, you know. If you are a trainer or you're looking to be a trainer, you're going to have early mornings. You're going to have late nights. That's how, yeah. that's how I've always Especially been. when you start out. I yeah. mean, it, you, you eventually learn how to hone stuff in, and, and you're kind of at the mercy of other people's schedules. Right. And that's, the, that's why it's so spread out. It, yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, I, for a long time, I didn't do any training from like 12 p.m. to 3.30 and then oh, now i mean i have a client you know i have clients come in about 1 30 and then two and mm -hmm. stuff like that so it kind of changed i guess it's just i just never really found that particular person to schedule but you know as far as like a daily schedule you know getting up at 4 30 if you have a client at five and making coffee and you know if you want to eat breakfast you better get up a little bit earlier yeah. and you you know you go meet that client at five and then maybe your six o'clock cancels but then your seven's coming and yeah they're running late so it's it's constantly your schedule is always kind of doing this. Yeah, I got. Yeah, it made me think um, something that nobody ever thinks about. So, you know, we give so much advice on, you know, get up in the morning. It, everybody, every trainer has different approaches. Mm -hmm. but it's like, what's the first thing they do? It might be, you know, drink a glass of water. It might be get something in your system. You know, like 
take some time to yourself to kind of kickstart your day. Like right. All this stuff that the typical person can get up at 6 a.m., ease into it. Sure. At 7, 7.30, yeah. they're, they're fighting traffic. Uh, it, it, and that's what's funny is we tell everybody else that, but it, if we if we can try to apply that ourselves, oh, man. you're having to get up two thirty, three, three thirty, like Rick does. That's right. Um, you know, and that's just anyway. A lot of people don't think about that. It's like we coach everybody else, everybody else to do this, but our time frames, we have to restructure our lives. It's, it's totally, it's totally, it's completely <laughs> different. Yeah, you know, because I mean, if you do, you know, like my, I usually get home around nine p.m. usually. Yeah, and sometimes I got to get up around you know four forty-five or five. Well. That, that doesn't leave very much time to plan and prepare for the next day. And then, you know, you're tired, obviously, whenever you get up. But as soon as your feet hits the ground, like, you're in, you're in go mode. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, you're sitting there in front of a guy. You're trying to motivate him, trying to get his exercise in and preach the things that you probably didn't do whenever you first got yeah, up. Yeah, I'm know? laughing, too, because the, those, those early morning clients, and we were talking about this some last night, but, like, okay. It's so difficult. It makes it makes the whole day. It makes it hard to start it's, the day. It's when, a, when it's, it's different. When it's a client who is is really not, you know, driven to be there. If right. You got somebody, That's so true. If you got somebody who's like happy, they're ready to go. I mean, your day is so much better. You get those people. It's like they just don't want to be they, there. They, they like look at you like, I hate the fact that you're here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we're like, hey, I'm here, you know. But you know, deep down inside, it. it and then that's when you start you the question, which we'll get into. It. Yeah, which we'll get into. You know, is the money worth it? As far as like training clients like that, and sure, um, you know, finding particular and like personality matches up. And but if someone reaches out to you about training, nine out of ten trainers are not going to say no. Right. And that's that's kind of the hard part with you know talking about daily schedules and yeah. you know if if you're not a person that is going to be able to deal with a basically a 24-hour schedule you know. You know, business-wise, I meet some clients at ten o'clock at night if they're in the medical field and they had to stay late or something like that. And then all of a sudden, they might be like, "Well, I don't want to train anymore." Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you've done for them yeah. up to that point with their schedule; it still ultimately falls upon them. Yeah, yeah. we're saying this right now. If if you're thinking of jumping into training, or maybe you're just starting out, and we're not trying to like no, we'll get into the good stuff. Yeah, we'll get into the good stuff. It's just it's the hard reality that people don't don't realize, and and that's why you have to dive deep of you hear it so much more nowadays of, you know, why do you do it? Right. And you have to go back to the why that you do yep. it and the relationship aspect that, that we like to really kind of bring out. And that's what really separates, you know, great trainers from mm -hmm. mediocre trainers. That's what makes people different. The ones who love their job, the ones that like, you know, I'm a personal trainer versus like I change people's lives. Right. Like, you know, so we're, we're getting, we're about to transition to some of the better stuff here in a little bit, but there's some hard realities. That and we're going to get to those first. Some people don't get, yeah. They, they, they don't understand. Very true. Um, and we, we had talked about, uh, you know, our, our own, you know, workouts that we do and finding time to train. I remember back even probably up to two and a half years ago, probably two, two and a half years ago, I would work out an hour and a half a day for six, oh, six man. days a week. Yeah. I love seeing them be like, yeah, the young, the young cat that's still in school and, yeah, and they're, not having to do right. it for a living or whatever. Well, you do this for... <laughs> Of year, yeah. even if you do this for like three months, where you're training, you know, like we do twenty to twenty-five people a day, and you're dealing with all types of different personalities, and your your brain is having to switch from working out from like a seventy-five-year-old, yeah. you know, woman who's trying to you know rehab something, then automatically your next client's a twenty-five-year-old stud yeah. who wants that high, high energy. It's it's mentally 
more so than physically draining. It's draining, yeah. And then spend the, spend all that time in the gym, and then okay, it's time for you to get your workout in. Well, if you think about it too, I mean, it's like it's like any other profession, except ours just makes it even harder. It's like if you do something all day. The last thing, some days, the last thing you want to do is train, train another person, including yourself. That's right. I, there's a lot of days, man. I'm like, oh man, I, yeah, I, I could go take a nap right now, or yeah, you know, or go home and whatever. But a lot of the times, you know, just you know, as a trainer, you have to figure out how to motivate others, right? And sometimes you got to figure out how to motivate yourself. The harder transition is when you go and talk about personalities of people and, and skill sets. And not everybody has this, but if you're if you're jumping into it, you know, I, I highly recommend you take on a variety of clientele because mm -hmm. it's only going to help you sharpen your abilities to yeah. transition. Um, but yeah, it's harder when you go to somebody who's like you know young and all out or whatever, don't have any kind of limitations, um, and then you go to some some that needs to be tapered, like you know half the speed. Right. Demeanor has to be slow. It's a lot more attention. Conversation has to be you mm -hmm. know uh, kind of a different approach. Um, and, and there's just some days if you're yeah if you're already exhausted coming up the day and and you have to watch your you have to watch yourself you have to watch your reactions to people yes. I mean, that's the last thing that's you want a huge is thing. To, to snap on somebody that's because right because it's it's been a hard day and you're just tired I mean this is a good statement I'm gonna share and then we'll go wherever you want to go mm -hmm. but Michael Hyatt you'll hear me say his name a lot because he's like a virtual mentor to me um, but he talked about when he would go home uh, in days that he was just defeated, you know, just felt just so defeated. And that's why some days you feel that way. Mm -hmm. You're just beat up. You're yep. like, I just need a break. For no reason sometimes. But his wife, she asked him one time, and this still sticks to me, and it helps me get over it. It's like, um, she'd ask him, like, are you defeated or are you just tired? And usually for us, we're just tired. Like, yeah. you mainly wore out. You didn't time your food right. Like, if you didn't eat before you go train somebody that's mentally demanding. Yeah. Anyway, there's just a lot of stuff that moving pieces people just don't understand. The there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes into but it. That can help you kind of overcome those days where you're like, I think this might be the last day I train this person because yeah. I can't I can't yeah. handle it. <laughs> <laughs> had had that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> that was coming. Yes, you yeah, but you, but you deal with it and you you just move on because yeah. now which we'll get into the good stuff. Sure. In a bit. Um, yeah, just also picking back off of. Uh, you will definitely get less healthy. Yeah, especially especially in the beginning. And especially it's gonna be it's gonna be ups and downs too, but yeah, it, it is. You really have to watch yourself. Yep. I think, you know, mine is just the eating aspect. You train someone for six or seven training people six or seven hours a day if you don't take the or in a row, if you don't take the time to plan out your food and all you don't have any food then you know yeah. that's gonna really hinder and then you gotta work out after training for X amount of hours. But um, Another thing that, that that took me a while, and it's so true, is if you when you stop worrying about the money and you start focusing more on your client, yeah, then you'll make more money than you can ever yeah. imagine doing it. Yeah. I mean it works out and it shows. And, and the thing is too, it's like anything that's when you're in your own head and you're stressing over that stuff, it it out it outwardly shows to other people too. But if you're focused on impacting other people, looking for opportunities to be able to help them uh, even your foundational knowledge can like oh. help so so many people just the basic information can change their lives and mm -hmm. when you get that type of hook and that mindset it it really exudes and, and the fact that you see that and you're able to engage in the conversation with people that you meet versus thinking 
I really need to try and sell this person right, because right. I need the money. It's right. like you just talk to them. You get engaged. They know they're, they're, yeah, They'll there's that connection. Check. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's true. I mean, that uh, uh, you know, most clients will end up kind of switching into being friends. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, you know, trainers will end up dating clients or trainers will date, date, date like other trainers and it gets messy and mushy. And well, so it can be that. And then sometimes it can be, you get to the friend, like develop the rapport and the friendship. And then that becomes a little bit stronger than the business aspect. Right. The next thing you know, they're trying to nickel and dime you down. Exactly what or I was get into, yeah. they're like, you almost like lose the client aspect mm -hmm. of it. And then it makes the friendship. Yeah. Know? That's why. I, so uh, there's gotta hard. be clear, clear barriers. That's right. That you gotta have strict, that. strict, strict regard you know but that's why i have a huge don't no dating client deal because you're going to lose money you'll lose a client more than likely lose a friend and if because you'll you'll probably date that person for a little bit and then something's going to end up happening and somebody's going to get pissed off and then <laughs> you think she's going to he or she's going to go run your mouth about your business it's just never a good situation sounds sounds like it's familiar to you it is familiar <laughs> to me. of course it is okay that's why i don't that's why it's been a it's been a yeah. huge thing about you know, mine for the past several years. It's worked out. You know, it really kind of establishes that, thankfully, that line. Thankfully, a lot of my clientele is like over 70. Well, so. hey, you never know. Some people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of social situations, they definitely like eating out won't necessarily be the same. I just had lunch with a couple of my clients and they they both ordered cheeseburgers and they looked at me like I was going to jump down their throat. Slap it out of their hand yeah. or something like that. But that's a, you know, like uh, used to, I would be weary about like, going out to eat in public and you know drinking a beer because mm -hmm. i saw a client they what they say nowadays sure. i really don't care you know yeah. but back in my younger but it makes um, i mean it makes sense because you don't want to you don't want to have that like false sense of you know it's almost like false advertisement or whatever right you're concerned of the judgment part but when you're gen when you're genuine because yeah, even sure. like holding back you know like not drinking that's not being true to yourself that's right um which is very true still need to get you a shirt that says that but that's like right. um I think that really shows too, and people can see that. And if you're just being yourself, your your relationships are going to be stronger. And and uh, anyway, yeah, it's true though. Um, like I said, I just had lunch, and you know, it's happened to me before all the time about people. You see someone out in public, and they they're eating their donut, and they're just kind of looking at you like, you know, yeah, like you're about to jump down their throat. Well, I used to feel weird too. Like if there's everything that I wanted to eat that was like not straight, you know, keto compliant or yeah. whatever. And I have my personal training shirt on, you know. Yeah. That's like. It really I mean, is. Yeah, kind of, it's it's kind of weird, you know. Um, but then you realize that you know. You gotta live. I mean, you gotta you live, live too. Life. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, it's the people have and people have to understand that. But anyway, it is sure. it, it is funny. People don't think that that's what goes through our heads. But a lot it is of legitimately what goes through my head all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think about it all the time. All, yeah, and yeah. It, I mean, absolutely. Um, Almost done with the bad, not the bad, I guess the cons about it, but kind of just to be weary. The biggest thing I think we'll both agree is complacency. Uh, whenever you have your business and you say so you stack full with 20 clients and you get super complacent, you're not posting on social media as much, you're not asking for referrals, you're not looking for that next yeah. interaction and client, you get very complacent and your clients will see that. Yeah, well, they'll, yeah, they'll definitely see that. That's true too, because even your training—that's a good point. Actually. Your training I, goes I, down. I was the kind of thing of the point of like you never know when somebody's gonna 
leave. Well, that too. But I mean, but that's another area that we can hit on, and it freaks a lot of people out. So you got to be prepared that no matter how strong the relationship, you don't know what's going to happen. Right, that something life. could happen in their their life financially, or who knows. Right, and that's and that's happened time and time again. And then you're in a then you're in an uproar, like you're freaking out, and then that's you got to be able to handle that. I think more than anything when it comes to training is yep. the shock of loss of clientele. Yeah, and then have a strong strategy of being able to bring more people in. Right, and uh, but but what you were saying about the complacency it, it does show in your training absolutely like it doesn't like the the, the you know the the workouts almost get repetitive mm-hmm. or you're doing the same thing over same and exercises. over and they and they can really pick up on that it's, you know when you first start it's like fresh like everything's new everything's new every every workout's a new work you want to you want to pull almost especially the ones that are fully capable of doing them you want to pull like every crazy thing mm-hmm. out that you've never seen that before you're right and then the next thing training for six months right and, and then, they're like hey matt we've literally done this a hundred times right you know like let's yeah. do something else and yeah. then that's really a gut punch to you it is because it makes you feel like you're not good like at you're what not you're doing your job yeah. right and it does it's like an instant you know like an instant thing but they're paying you quality money to yeah produce results and things like that so a lot of it is um you know, varying your workouts, and that's a lot of it's continuing education. Watching people, finding people on social media that that do have a big clientele, what they do, you know, not mimic, but well, yeah, mimic what they do. You can't, you too. I mean, if you're if you're if you feel like your well is dry versus trying to go get another freaking certification. Yeah. I love certifications. At the same time, I don't think if you're going to go spend a thousand dollars to get ten more exercises and a little bit more information, right? It's not always. So I didn't mean to go down that road, but I mean it's like true. you there, you have resources at your at your fingertips. Everywhere you can YouTube it, and like it, there's times I'd watch circuits of people, or whatever, and I'd pick up like one one little different. Could be move, a game changer in your workout, and it completely changes it. Love it. I would say too though, when you're complete, don't always put it fully on yourself. I mean, that is you are the professional, and that's what you're supposed to do. But ask them. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget to ask the client for their feedback. Well, I think a lot of people are scared to do that. Yeah, but it's like, what do you think? What do you think we're doing? And they'll tell you if they're like, I oh. think we're good. I actually like knowing what we're doing. Right. Every once in a while you'll get those. But sometimes you'll get like, well, I'd like to really work on this area. Or can we change the pace up? Or right. I saw this, somebody doing this on Facebook the other day. And then it gives you direction to hit. Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree. A lot of mine, I, I write I write workouts on little, little whiteboards. Mm-hmm. So all my clients see exactly what we're doing right and i always tell it's like you know they're like you know i'm like well i might want to i know what she's i probably know what she's talking about i probably need to change that to yeah something else something that's you know a little bit more challenging or easier you know whatever the case might be um another another big big aspect about it is your schedule gaps that you're going to have and cancellations Mm -hmm. It, it happens yep it happens all the time i mean you might be waiting at the gym and someone cancels last minute. I had a, I had a new client prospect yesterday. Um, I met her at the gym and she canceled last minute and that's just all, all a part of the process. But then I got, you know, someone else, you know, contacted me last night about training. So it all kind of like balances itself out. I think staying positive and learning how to keep people motivated through your phone. I think, you know, if, you, if someone's canceling all the time, you're going to have to stay on top of that. Yeah, I mean, set yourself a reminder, like shoot so-and-so a text yeah. at oh, yeah. 5 p.m. the day before. I mean... Yeah, sent like four of them out today about random stuff. Yeah. You know. And, you know, and people get busy and sometimes it's a season in their life they're going to have to get through. You know, I ask clients a lot of times too, though, when they're, when they're new and kind of coming through of like, when do you feel like you could work out the best? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going to be a trainer that's like going to try and train, you know, 12 to 15 hours a day, yeah. you know, as far as like 
availability schedule wise. Right. You got the gaps. I don't recommend that. Um, as far as like asking them when they do it. Yeah. No, no, they train in 12 15. Oh, no, no. I mean, you have to. I mean, you really. Yeah, it's tough. This, and we're talking about this stuff in the beginning because you really got to hone it in because it's, mm-hmm. it's not. You lose your quality of life in a hurry. And it <laughs> yeah. Can your, it can drain your passion. Yes. Um, but so I think that could be a whole other whole other area of like how to really tighten it up. And mm-hmm. so we're hopefully we're giving some good feedback, but yeah. um, maybe we could touch on some of these later. But that's the thing. What I was hitting on that was like if somebody comes to you and says, well, I've always worked out at, you know, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m., but it'd probably be better if I do 5 a.m. I guess I'll try it. Those people are usually going to cancel on you sure. and not show yeah. because they're already telling you, I'm not a morning person. Right, but if someone's like, yeah, I've been working out at 5 a.m. Then, yeah, if you I can like plug it. them in, then they're going to be the ones that you want to do in the 5 a.m. A lot of people don't think about that, too, right. because it's think about anything else you do. If you try to force yourself to do something in a time frame that you're not willing yeah. to do it, right. you're your commitment is not going to be as strong either. Right. I mean, it'd be like us scheduling podcasts at 3 a.m. on Friday mornings instead of yeah. 1 p.m. Yeah. We are. We, we can make it happen. Yeah. You and I would make it happen. We but could do it, but it'd be like, it's man, gonna be is like that smart? Tier. Yeah. Is that yeah. like smart to do? I think that's a good, I think that's a real good point is knowing client schedules, asking questions. They're more than likely going to tell you. Yeah. Especially before they, they hand that money or they make that commitment to you. They're going to want to get everything out that they have. Yeah, but we could really go into deep things about yeah. like policies, and we could go really deep with this. Well, one. I think yeah, I mean, I do think I think policy is something that you said, and that's one thing that we, especially with like home fit, is yeah. we try to help people. Yeah, all that's taken care not of. Not get jerked right. around and, and stuff too, especially like the twenty four hour cancellation policy. And I know that's strong, and that's hard. Even when you work at a gym, if you know a gym has a twelve hour cancellation uh-huh. policy, of like the client gets charged if they don't show. You know, everybody and like Linda says, she gives one mulligan. You know, and but she. Make sure they're aware of the, mm-hmm. you know, of the, the the policy up front. Right. And when you when you use the word policy, it actually separates. It it actually gives you. It's a business like agreement. A, a business agreement, yeah. and, and there's just that like you don't have to be like if you don't show up, you're getting charged. And like yeah, just a reminder, you know, they wanted to just tell you that. Right. Well, I think you too, might lose your next one if you don't. There's ways that you can. Phrase there's it. ways you can do it, and I think too making yourself. I had I had a conversation with. A trainer that we have with HomeFit, making yourself look busier and make it make yourself or perceive your time to be very, very like important. Full and important. But important. Well, the thing is, too, the perception is key because that also, when you do have an opening in your schedule, people's going to be like, "Oh man, I need to jump in now because he's right. going to fill it up." Right. The other, the other component of it is people need to respect your time mm-hmm. and trainers because they care about people, especially you know. The right kind of trainers, actually most trainers, they care about people, and so they're. That's the biggest struggle is they either they charge too less or they yeah. they're like pushovers because you know this client is you know trying to almost like they can they can sense it when you're like whatever you whatever right. you want. I mean, it's one thing to be committed to them, lock it in, and, and be understanding and be able to kind of reschedule things from time to time. But there you is taking advantage of yeah, it, it happens to trainers all the time. That's the thing too. It's like. If somebody's bringing up, and you got to control, you got to try to control your schedule. Even if you're going to train all day long, yeah, you need to try and stack the people as much you know, as you the put, much right. as you can, sure, to, so they don't jerk you around. Because it, some people, if you let them get away with it once or twice, you're going to be like all over the map, right? And that's the same with clients too. If yeah. you're not a you know really big morning person and you're struggling, you want to train clients in the morning, you're struggling, and maybe you oversleep. 
overslept like one or two sessions, your clients are going to get in your ass about it. Yeah. Some will. Some just aren't going to re-up when it's time well, to do it or yeah, something you're like that. Like, yeah. yeah. And that, and it might not be something that you need to continue to do, but yeah, like if someone pays for like eight, you know, eight, eight, let's say like eight one hour sessions mm-hmm. and you don't have a policy in place of when those sessions expire. Yep. It could be a year from now. I highly recommend at least a month, no more than two months, but I usually, if you're going to do eight sessions, I mean. Oh, it's always just one well, week after yeah. those eight sessions. That's even, that's even tighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll make it very tight. Well, it makes it, you know. Well, people, they drag them. And they that's, will drag that's, them. That messes with your, your cash flow. It does. That's the other hardest thing is when people have a structure of session packages and not have a strong tight policy on, right. on loss of that. Um, yeah, that's why HomeFit's structure is a subscription model. It's like right. they know they're doing two days a week. They're not trying to, you know, even though it might be eight sessions, they're not thinking of it of eight sessions. I'm going to try and stretch out. Like the frequency is much higher. Right. You may have to reschedule, plug in, or whatever. But it's that's as long whole, as you work with that's people. That's the whole reason we designed it that way. Sure. Because it's it's a different. It gets out of that, and there's not that thought process of they're thinking okay. Um, about 16 sessions they're already in their head they're thinking of when they're going to stop training right it's very true if you just consistently that's I mean you know you do it that way I do it I do it different from my thrive stuff yeah. most of my people do three months at a time right but it, it's all count count by like a session based deal right a lot of them will end up you know, it's just, I guess it's just how I sell it, I guess. I'm yeah. not really sure, but. I mean, if I was doing it independent, yeah, I mean, independent. I, I, would probably do, I would probably do three months with a kick, and it kicks into a recurring. That's exactly what I do. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's probably what I would do too. Yeah, I, you know, Venmo now actually lets you do that. Yeah, that's the thing. pretty wild. If, if you're out there and you're training, if you can figure out a way to, to flip into it's a, really to a recurring. And, and if anybody listens to Bedros Koulian, uh, mm-hmm. Koulian, I think I sent you some stuff yeah. last night. That's a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, because, it's, because it's we're less into time. Yeah, yeah, because it's less time that you're having to have the mm-hmm. money pitch. Right, which and makes it awkward for a lot of people. It does, and um, I didn't think it was going to be that hard. You know, asking someone for money, but I tell you, I'm gonna tell you right it's now, super hard. It, get, it it's hard. It's 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 kind of an awkward situation. I guess the more you get confident now, I don't have any problem with it. You know, it is what it is. Like, if you want to train, this is what it's going to be. Right. If not, you know, someone else will. Well, that's when you get to that point, too, of, like, you're, you're the way that you're, you know, you've just how you, you present really, how you present how you present yourself right. at that point. Yeah. And then, um, but it, it can get hard with some people. And then collecting. You know, if you don't have some kind of monthly recurring deal, you know, tracking someone or shooting someone a text like, hey, don't forget about your training dues. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes a lot of time and then they might forget it and then now you gotta wait till next week and then you gotta remind them again because they got all kinds of things going on. So staying on top of collecting your money, it could either take a large portion of your day or it could be very minimal as long as you take the time to invest and set it up. Right, and that's the thing too, is talking about you know, when you start off as a trainer, you don't have any you know systems in place and that's draining too when you're thinking there it, it, nothing is harder to me as you know in the past at least when you're training a client who hadn't paid in two weeks it's tough i'm just saying like it's, what do you do i know i mean you keep i mean i'm just saying like it's i shouldn't say like nothing's harder because you're still committed to them and it's going to work out but it, we were talking about the strains of worry mm-hmm. and money sure and it's like if you're not careful i should say it this way if you're not careful if you allow yourself to 
to worry more on that side, uh, your quality of training is going to lag because you're like, well, frankly, yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to get paid. So and why, that's gonna why am I going to get my new service? That's going to blend into more to more and more sessions that you do that, that day too. Right. If you're able to be lackadaisical towards one person. It is a slippery slope. And if sure. you're having a client that's been working out with you for several months and she's consistent and then uh, her car breaks down and she's like, hey, you know, can, can I get a break yeah. next month? And it's like, what do you, those things that you have to establish in your head of this is what you're going to do yeah. and you really have to be consistent with everyone because if that person goes and tells their friend that oh i'm training with matt for half of what i usually do because of so-and-so then that person might try to take advantage of you too yeah so, so there's a lot of moving pieces that go into ton, it man. you know research it there's a lot of information out there that can help you streamline it the more you can streamline stuff and and get it kicked out there and, and just let it be what it is and that's less worry off of your head because you have to get your if your own personal brand or whatever you have to get it to the point to where you can keep your most of your attention and your energy on the client themselves mm -hmm. because the relationships with the clients is like where the most enjoyment comes from from what we do you see that impact you see how it can help other people's families you know all that stuff and if you don't allow yourself to be present and in the moment and actually see how you're helping them and um, and a lot of times they help you if you're sure the back of your head is on the you know the business side which is honestly why I've got to step out of training because <laughs> you guys <laughs> as far yeah. as the home yeah. fit setting there's a lot more moving pieces but, oh sure um, anyway so that's a lot of the the, the hard day-to-day -day stuff uh, with personal training now the positives everyone knows what the positives are going to be I mean helping other people changing people's lives impacting them mentally and physically I hear all all the time about the changes mentally people make by by training and and having all these knowledge bombs dropped on them about just all kind of stuff i mean it could be um stuff that's you know related to fitness it could be any kind of you're basically like a therapist to, to right. 95 percent of your clients so right anything any kind of knowledge that you can give them it helps improve their life all around, maybe they just want to vent. They don't have anybody else to vent to. I mean, yeah. that's nothing. Get ready to have your ears talked off because. Yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like there's three three categories of professions that really fall in the same format. Um, with that, and it's like trainers, hairstylists, and bartenders. So true. And I guess therapists, but not everybody goes to therapy. Yeah. They, they come to us instead. That's right. They do. <laughs> but um, I would say another perk, and I, I started not to say this, but. I, should, I shouldn't say perk. It's your podcast. Because it's, it's cool because you when you get embedded, invested in these people's lives, you see, especially a lot of our clientele, they are self-made people. Yeah. They have a lot of opportunity. They want to give back for the commitment that you've given to them. So if you're in the right, you know, who knows when you might have a trip that you get paid for, that, um, you know, tickets to a game that you might get, a dinner. I mean, I, I nearly lost it one day because there's one restaurant I'm emotional anyway, but it was like one restaurant in um, Birmingham that I always wanted to go to, but it's so freaking expensive. And a client gave me a $100 gift card. I was going to cut the bill in half. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like so overwhelmed by that because, you know, that those types of things, like, uh, I don't know. Like for us, <clears throat> I think that's a good, this is a good point to, if any clients that might be listening or, you know, friends of ours or whatever, I think appreciation, and it don't have to be monetary anyway, but right. like appreciation yeah. is really all that we need <laughs> to like keep the drive and the passion going for you. Oh, I can tell you my experience. I mean, I had a client this morning. She brought me six chocolate donuts. Day made. Day's made, man. Yeah. I mean, I have, like you said, I had a client take me to Barcelona, Spain this year. Mm -hmm. Got me Duke basketball tickets. 
there's you know clients do stuff for me all the time i got christmas mm -hmm. christmas is fun i mean christmas gift cards and cash and yeah. presents and, and but it's that all but as a trainer you get those things for a reason you don't get them just yeah. because they decide oh you're you know yeah, here I'm you just, go. Here you just go. Because yeah. there's people that, that don't do that for their training. Well, I think for us, because we do appreciate it so much, and it, it shows. It also validates what we do sure. with our life, like with our profession. Absolutely. Um, again, not that it has to be done that way, but we're, as we're talking about the you know the positives. Yeah, just a stuff, trainer it's just aspect that, of it. That's yeah. something that, that's you know going to happen. And if you haven't received any like nice gifts like that, you suck at training. <laughs> <laughs> These people are gonna start going crying. And stuff. <laughs> but it's uh, but there's a lot of perks of being a trainer. You can do trades with people. I mean, true, true. Um, yeah. All my car insurance and renters insurance is yeah. I do a trade for it. I mean, well, it's, the thing, it's, you know, the thing about that, not just the insurance thing, but I think about and I, this is when I kind of flipped where I realized where I do belong. You know, as far as the, the health and fitness world, fitness is the one thing that applies to every single person on this earth i mean like yep. health and fitness like that's no matter what where you come from and you've heard me say this before like no matter your socioeconomic status like what you do for a living you know race color whatever like your health and what we do touches yeah. across the board so, true. so that's also opens up a lot of opportunity to be able to do um just to see and get uh more aspects or you know perspectives of the world by the clients that you have that are physicians or that are you know agents or whatever. Yeah, you meet some cool people. I uh, so I mean, to me that's uh, yeah, yeah, it's the stories that you hear uh, and the, to me like the self-made people, the business owners that I've trained. That's you know come from come from nothing, middle of nowhere, had she some of the hardest him. times. What George, one that Rick trains now, mm -hmm. he talks about one of the probably one of the wealthiest um, lawyers. It's been around since George. Agent George is like eighty six. He says, they're all, he says they're always, they always try to outpour each other. Talk about how hard it was. Really? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I didn't have shoes. I'm like, sure. At least you had, you know. I had to walk two miles to go to school. Yeah, at least you had a floor in the bottom yeah. of the car. You know. So anyway. That's funny. funny. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's my main thing. I just like working with people. I'm super introverted and people get on my, my, my damn nerves most of the time. But yeah, helping people interact and, and or just interacting with people, helping them, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Just so you know, I've had like, I've told a couple people this week that work with, you know, HomeFit, that you're introverted. They're like, there's no way. Yeah, that's true. I, and it's funny because people don't realize, and that this is, um, this Ask is not. Ask my girlfriend, it drives me nuts. This is not a, yeah, this is not a, like a, uh, I don't want to get off on my tangent, it could be a whole other episode because people think introverts are like soft and quiet. Yeah, yeah I mean. That's you, not true. It's not always, it's not true. There's different components. And, anyway. and I am very introverted. That's I was stuttered fun. my whole life until I was 18 years old, really bad. I still stutter just a little bit, but it's very, it's very small. Sure. And, but whenever they, but now, you know, do, basically I do public speaking all day. Hell, I'm doing a podcast right now. Right. And it's getting out of your comfort zone. That could be a whole nother. That's what I mean. That's why I kind of brought it up just to kind of lead to something later yeah. because it's. But I think it's, that goes along with your confidence deal being a trainer you have to be confident in what you say right in what you're doing in what you do that's, yeah. that's their clients are going to stay around a whole lot longer if when, you act like you know what the hell you're doing fake it till you make it fake if it you have you to i tell it. especially young young trainers that if they especially went to school or whatever if they're getting into it or whatever like i don't go in all cocky sure you don't difference. have to go in cocky but go in and like have that sense of trust even if you're not sure if that person can handle that squad or whatever right. don't hurt anybody but i'm just saying you know like 
you have to have that kind of composure uh, if you're wanting to really grow. Absolutely. Successfully. You're going to see some people that are going to give you hard times and some people are going to be super successful, you know, and they, they're, they, they have a di whole different standard than someone who's, who's, you know, just has a regular nine to five because that's very true. Super successful people have very high standards when it comes to having like a personal service like that. Right. Like they expect you to be on time and be very cordial and like be quick and you know as opposed to someone who might be a little bit more lax about it or we talked whatever. about that a little bit before we started this too about how like you don't get that break no you're so i mean if you can be so open for people to kind of ebb and flow and cancel on you whatever the one time you do it oh it's it's like so, the world's going in um yeah. and i'm not saying that's like an unfair thing it's just the reality of it no it know? is unfair well, but it's it, true. It, yeah. it is an unfair thing yeah because you know you can go as a trainer you can go all week and every client you see you say hey you know how, how you doing how's your week and not one client might ask you how you're doing yeah you know what i mean I mean that's something you have to kind of really understand that's not there that's not why they're there right i would say too as, as we're talking about like how to handle these shock and all things that you have to go through you really do because like you start um when people cancel or they just quit out of nowhere or whatever um you know there's going to be times that somebody just says like i think i'm done you know like, yeah. I'm, I'm done and you're gonna, there might be, it might hit you at the wrong time to the point to where you're thinking, you know, later, or once you leave or whatever that, you know, what have I done wrong? Sure. Or what, there, a lot of times people are looking for an out. Yeah. They're just like, they're, and they're, they're not, ready for it, or they're just not, they're, they're tired of training, or they're just, they're lazy, and they're just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore, yeah. and so they're waiting on you to cancel one time. So don't put so much blame on yourself right. if you have a hiccup. That you are, I mean, it. Every once in a while, it's something's going to happen. It's going to happen. Car's going to break down, or I mean, you know, flat tire. You, you missed the alarm, you know, because it was like the time change or something yeah. like that. It's going to happen. It, it's going to sure. happen. You got to be able to bounce right back from it. Completely. You have tough skin. Get tough skin in life anyway. Fact. People smacking the mouth. Like you said yesterday. Smacking back. You're like, I don't like to be around weak people. No, I hate it. <laughs> it makes you weak. Fact. It does. Yep. It may be, being around weak ass people make you weak, makes you weak. Um, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot. We nothing. We really wanted that to be that long, but I mean, it's a lot to go in there. I think it's really important to kind of push that out there to client for clients to listen yeah. to. You know, the, the, your trainers. You know, they have lives outside of the sessions that you do. Relationships. We didn't even touch on yeah, the stress on a relationship. Can be if you can don't be. manage it right. It very well can be. And if you're a new trainer, you're going to mess that up. Yeah. For sure. You're going to have problems in your personal life, in your relationships. As you realize that, you know, yes, you get up at 5 a.m. and you start training and you train till 7 p.m. But when you get home at 7 p.m., you're not done. Right. You still got to follow up messages and get ready for the, tomorrow, the workouts, the blah, blah, blah. And your husband or wife or girlfriend or whatever is sitting there, been home for a couple hours, and mm -hmm. she wants your attention. Right. Yeah. She and wants frankly, to talk she, your head frankly, off she deserves your attention. She does. So that's why you got to man up and figure it out that's at some right. point. <laughs> yeah. But you, you man up, you're like, look. But it does, it, does, it, it does happen. So with that being said, you know, be, just be prepared for it. Or start thinking of how you can handle those kind of scenarios. Sure. Or find someone that can handle it. Or be single. Or just be single. Not my desire. I'm married. So that's right. But some people. That's I was why, single that's why for they're a long single. time doing it. Yeah. Until I met my girlfriend, she she understands. There's another level, and maybe we could do another podcast on this later, as far as like the next phase of training. 
Yeah. Because what we've talked about now, these are a lot of the realities, but there's a lot of stuff that you and I have figured out that it doesn't have to be that difficult. Right. And, you know, Systems and stuff like that. Right. And it also gets in the fact of when you get to the point where you can be selective in who you train. That's when you, and when you can fire clients. I've fired several, but that's, yeah, right. When, you can, when you're able to do that, yeah. when you get to the point where you're training people that you want to train or the particular niche or your niche. Qua, your qua, I say niche. Some people niche. say niche. That's so stupid. Niche that you can kind of hone in on and really focus on and how to really attack a certain niche i guess you could say but yeah, yeah when you get to a point where you be selective in who you work out with your quality of life actually starts to change it does that. and whenever you say well so and so was only 50 dollars an hour why are you 75 you know how do you respond to that question yeah what makes you 25 dollars more an hour right well, you better have a damn good reason sure or a damn good answer or whatever that you know there's yeah. a definitely another phase to it yeah i mean you could be as cocky as you can go train the other guy but yeah you can when, you when you're to. when you're ready and that doesn't work out i'm gonna be here that's right you know, <laughs> you know there's a reason why you know bentley's are 200 something thousand dollars and chrysler's look exactly like it yeah. and it's forty thousand. and that's you yeah. know we could get into what's called prestige pricing too and then you know you don't really need to be in the middle of the row you don't need to under because there's people that won't train with you the reason a lot of times the reason you get lower quality clients is because you charge a lower quality right. rate you, and so they so associate the dollar sign a lot of times with the quality of the training that's right and if and gyms and quality if, of a gym it's very true if you're starting out training yeah you're going to have to be a little bit less than everyone else until you build that clientele up but when do you make that switch to up every to up right up your prices and and hire you know raise whatever it is that you're doing because you know you if you're going to want to do that and what do you do with the yeah. clients that are paying less than everyone else? I would say too, if we're do the do your market research too, because yeah. there's going to be some cities that are higher oh, than others. Yeah. So don't just do this. I think thirty dollars an hour is a good chart. Right. If everybody else around you is is base seventy, you can get away with fifty five, fifty, yeah, fifty, absolutely. fifty five an hour or something like that. So I mean, don't just throw a number out there. Do your market research because if if your other gyms and other trainers are even mediocre trainers are charging. You know, like twenty or thirty dollars more to the base is really going to make you look like you're a crap trainer. If you're, that's right. If you're at half the price, so true. <laughs> that's that is true. And I, I, whenever I first moved here, I asked someone what what the average rate of yeah. personal training, and she's and she told me you'd be lucky to get fifty an hour. Sure. And I'm like, oh, like okay, you know, now now I charge seventy seventy five dollars an hour. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's kind of like that mentality of it, of mm -hmm. it too. I told you I want to, I want to be the most well-known trainer in Birmingham. Sure. Not the best because you can't really qualify that. But right. The you most, have your different niche markets yeah. and stuff too. But the the most well-known. That's like that. Like like a super lofty goal. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, if you have your prices, you know, so low that you're going to get clientele that are, are you know, crap clientele. Yeah. I guess you'd say that's why. Yeah, I think you gotta. Um, There's a lot that goes into this. Value your time, I think, and a lot. I think a lot of trainers don't value their time, right? In relationship to money, time is money. Mm -hmm. One thing you can't get back is, is time. That's sure. very, very true. It's like my father-in-law says. He says, he says, uh, money I don't have, but what does he say? Oh, money I have, time I don't. He says, money I have. Time and friends, I don't, or something like that. Yeah, it's something, it's it's true, I can't remember. I messed it up. It's always such a good, it's always good try, such a good man. quote. It was good effort, man. You know, I'll, uh, I'll rebuild it. I'll figure that. That's out. right. Uh, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, that that was a good one. But there's a lot. I mean, a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. Anything else to add? 
No, I think that's good. Thanks for letting us uh, jump on here and kind of. Uh, it, really, it wasn't a rant at all because we. There's a lot of things that I don't feel like we feel as trainers personally ourselves no, anymore. Not. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a rant. It was a reality thing. Right. That I think a lot of people don't realize what your trainer is going through to really try and sacrifice themselves to make your life better. Right. Even though you're paying them. Right. That's another one. We could really get really deep into this one. <laughs> we could, man. There's a lot of ways you can go with it. But yeah, thanks guys for listening to uh, this episode, What Personal Trainers Don't Tell You. Um, tell us about uh, our awesome sponsor, HomeFit, Cody. What, what, what kind of, what kind of yeah. things we got uh, yeah. going so, on? Yeah, thanks guys for, for listening again. I mean, HomeFit is, is, is our primary sponsor. It's obviously our my company. and. And Matt works with and a lot of wonderful trainers. So, you know, we do come to you. We provide the equipment, um, in-home personal training, uh, private yoga instruction, nutrition counseling. We even have some dietitians that work with us, health coaching, online training, virtual training. Um, yes, we, you, can flip open, you can flip open your, tra- you can flip open your phone <laughs> and have a trainer train you. Like Matt even would jump out of bed, throw a hoodie on and, and commit oh, yeah. to training. Done so, before. Um, yeah. Check us out. We're just flipped into February. Uh, if it's still the month when you listen to this, we're going to do like a two-for-one type of thing for, for couples. So Ooh, give us a try. Uh, or if you're an individual and you're listening to this, you want to try us out, um, I'll give you 30% off. Why not? Ooh, very nice. You know, for 30% off your first month, first session's free. Damn. And uh, there we go. Uh, where do they go to see? www, as you say, .homefitconsulting.com. Beautiful. Fill out that form. We'll get back to you. Make sure you miss me. It's make sure me. You I'll probably get back to you in less than 30 minutes. Co- Co- Cody will do it for sure. All right, guys. Uh, have an awesome, uh, fantastic February. Thanks. Do you know what to do but just need to do it? Do you constantly feel like a failure when you can't do everything well? Do you wish you had someone to just hold your hand and gently guide you on your journey to health? Lindsay House, guys, she's a registered dietitian, personal trainer. She has a podcast called Direction Not Perfection. Her mission is to help individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like and helping everyone keep their eyes on their own paper. We all have our own journey in health. Tune in to Direction Not Perfection every Friday and cheers to a happy and healthy 2019.